This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Gus. Oh, I'm Gavin. I'm Andrew. I'm Barbara. And um, Gus, hurry. How do I make you quiet? I'm, 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 I'm loud. <laughs> You're so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we uh, we're in a in our in our temporary audio space. The uh, main space is being used for something else right now. I walked in there. I forgot that we were in this room today. You yeah. put on the calendar invite. I don't. I know. I'm the one who wrote you it. You wrote it. Because I, <laughs> I thought we were, I thought something else was going to be filming there today, but the other thing got postponed. I thought, oh, maybe we're back in there. And I walked in, and there was they were filming something I wasn't expecting. So I, I mean, did, how would like they the Grandpa know Simpson thing that we were oh. going to be in there at five o'clock on a Monday? Yeah, who knows? There's no way it, they could have known. It's, it's no un- way to predict it. Unknowable. Mm-mm. Um, I do like doing it in here, though. I actually uh, I was looking forward to doing the podcast in here. We do Tales from the Stinky Dragon in here. I don't do. I don't know if we mentioned that last time. That we were in here for RT podcast. I think we did. I think we okay. mentioned that we do like all the audio, not all of them, but most of the audio podcasts in here. You guys did a bleep face in here for the first time yeah. in person, right? Did a little office day. Yep. Um, do they have to drag all this setup in and out of here every time uh, they ch- you guys do a different? They show? don't. Thank I think. God. I think they bring the, the, in stuff. The cameras. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. I was. Just, I was. I'm. My my heart. My heart just sank for the uh, behind the scenes, all the tech people and the people running the show and broadcast. If they had to move that, if they shit, didn't move oh, all yeah. that shit every time. Like it's like, <laughs> oh no, we're moving it out. They're they're doing the podcast in here. No, I. We talked about this recently, but there was one episode of the podcast we did back at the old studio when we were in the annex, mm-hmm. and like ten minutes before we went live, the place where the electricity comes from the pole into our building uh exploded and melted (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we had no power so we had to pick up every camera and light we could and then run across the parking lot to our other studio and set it up to live stream from there and that was like a mad dash i was like everyone grabbing as much equipment as they could and running yeah that was (laughs) we ended up in the back in the conference room right right where we used to do it right yeah that was fun (laughs) that was that was madness um I went to I went out of town. I went to Vegas last week. Brag about it. It was nice. Uh, it was hot as hell. <laughs> On your monthly yeah, did, vacation, did, did, did you go? Were, did yeah. you go see the uh, seven inches of Lake Mead that's still left? <laughs> so I I got in a a taxi there. I was taking a, a cab. I forget where I was going, but um, it's it's one of those ca- rides where it starts out and the cab driver's totally normal, and then by the end of it, he was talking about how the drought in the Western United States was a hoax and how water was just being dumped into the ocean. Uh, and I was like, um, but I've seen the photos of Lake Mead. It's low. Goes, yeah, it's low because they're dumping it all out into the ocean. They're doing that to artificially increase the price of electricity and water. Like they're just turning on a thing and draining it? Right. Or they're like helicoptering it out? No, like, like they're just letting it go. They're like okay. o- opening a spigot and draining Lake <laughs> Mead into the ocean. It's like, I don't think that's how that works. It really is crazy the length some people go to to rationalize things that they don't understand in their brain to come mm-hmm. up with these like insane conspiracies is just like i don't think these people are coming up with anything but i just like i have to <laughs> no i know it's definitely not like a i think a their own thought i think it's yeah. definitely something that's like a public conspiracy right. theory but it's also like who's doing it who's dumping the water why they, are those people they, the who gentlemen. is they we bono <laughs> who benefits like find like just find, like who benefits from that like wild there's like it would take so much more energy to pump water from Lake Mead, like an eighth of the way across the country, because Vegas is 
not it's super close significantly to the ocean. inland yeah it's significantly inland like to pump that amount of water all the way to the ocean would require way more energy than i think you would get from like raising like water yeah. electricity oh, prices now, now you gotta pay four cents more for a kilowatt it's exactly <laughs> just like it that, that makes no financial sense yeah. to any like on, on any uh in, in any area. I think, aren't the electricity rates in, you, you don't live there, I don't know why I'm looking at you. Aren't the electricity rates in England about to go up like 80%? Because of Ukraine, Russia? I, be I believe so. Yeah. Like next month, the electricity bills or whatever they, they pay for power is going to go up like 80%. Um, but you got, you got, you got uh, trust there. Boris is out. It's, it's uh, Boris trust. Boris is out. Lizzie, Liz Trust. Uh -oh. She's in. Know nothing. I've known nothing about <laughs> this person. Know I don't know. Any, yeah. <laughs> just like okay, cool. I guess who? I don't know who this is. She's basically the, the last thing the queen did. I think was instate her as. I, I feel prime. like Liz Truss is forever going to be like that. What eventually will be like that obscure prime minister trivia fact. Like who was the last prime minister to visit the queen? Or the first prime minister to visit right. King Charles. It's like, it's going to be Liz Truss. She will forever yeah. be remembered and be a bit of trivia yeah. just because of the timing of her uh, taking over the prime minister office. I read a fact that when the queen became queen, Winston Churchill was in as prime minister and him and Liz Truss were born 101 years apart. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That my brain cannot like... I can't. I can't. <laughs> she was also the queen for fourteen <laughs> U.S. presidents. <laughs> fourteen fourteen U.S. presidents, which is thirty yeah. percent of the presidents. We've had Biden is forty six. <laughs> yeah, and I think she was in at like thirty two or something. Oh my god! I also know, like, I think it was Justin Trudeau was saying that like there was seventeen prime ministers or something like that in Canada during her rain rain or something like that the conversion makes sense 1714 yeah, there you yeah, go that's about, about right yeah i uh did anyone else text gavin the second they heard the queen died because i did <laughs> i was like hey, I'm did, yeah. sorry about your queen because <laughs> it's i i mean like you know obviously she reigned for a very long time but also like it's your queen she's been the queen as long as like multiple generations of your family and it's it must have been like yeah I a think, bit of a shock i think it's quite shocking just because she was the queen so long yeah like she was the queen when my grandparents were teenagers like it, it's like that's to that extent when it's they like, were dancing to chubby the twist <laughs> yeah. as we discussed earlier yeah the number one hit for the longest time but yeah well i'm not i wasn't sad or anything it was she lived a damn long time very long yeah. time. quite expected. how old was she 96 yeah it's it that the age where it's like it the, the shock comes because of the reign of tenure. Not that a ninety-six-year-old yeah. woman has <laughs> shuffled off this mortal coil. That is much more understandable. And it yeah. is weird to say you like long live the king now. Yeah. When the king is like seventy-three years old or something. How old is Charles? He's he's he, up fin there. he finally got a job. Congrats to him. Yeah. Bravo. Seventy-three wow. years old. That resume is just <laughs> Hummet, just one sentence long. Uh, Marge, homemaker, 1980 to present. Um, What's the next uh, to potential queen in the succession? It's uh, like not for like another, what, six or seven different uh, I think it's levels? like three or four. Oh, really? That's it's it? okay. Charlotte. And I, then, I, I, just because I read I read a fucking story about it. It's Yeah. And about, Charlotte's the kid of William? William, right? I believe so. But mm. if William's Kate son Moore. has a kid, then it'll be him, right? Unless it's a daughter. Right. 
but still, <laughs> there would be a different woman. Right. And so. then it then it transfers to John Goodman. Um, <laughs> at did some at the, some point did during you see the, the graphic of all the generations of corgis that she had. She had like no. one corgi that was a descendant, like sixteen generations up from all. It's like a dog family tree. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like this corgi was like the like a descendant of the first corgi on the British Isles. <laughs> like it's like this 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 one's been here since like the Romans came. Like it's telling other dogs to leave the country. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if anyone ever told the Queen, adopt, don't shop. <laughs> here here's an etching of the of the first corgi here next to Adrian's wall. It's like good lord. Oh yeah, I'm seeing they it. can be traced back to multiple corgi generation. <laughs> Her, she, uh, thanks, Tyler. He sent me the the info on it. She was given her first corgi as a gift on her 18th birthday in 1944. It was a corgi named Susan. <laughs> that seems like a, a what a corgi's name would be like in 1944. <laughs> Susan, Susan, uh, Susan, Ethel, uh, Margaret, uh, Olivia, just Barbara. Barbara yes, but then sugars. Offspring were named Sugar and Honey. It's like you go from a very <laughs> serious person's name to like, yeah, then like kooky dog names after that. Kooky is a good dog name. Oh, that would be. Um, they had to tell the bees. I heard that they have, you have to tell the you have to tell the royal bees that the queen has passed. Is that the origin of the saying? Go whisper to the bees. Yep. Mm. You have to go bees. tell you have to go tell the bees that. What are the some, bees? The in the like the royal bees. apiary. The like actual honey bees. Actual that, bees. Actual bees. Yeah. How do you do? You just go. They gotta just know who hey. they're working for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, like you have to like the 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 uh, royal beekeeper has to go and be like, um, the queen is dead. Uh, <laughs> but good news, uh, there's Charles and not your queen. Not your not queen. Your queen. Still, uh, you're, uh, you're still. <laughs> yeah, they freak out. Uh, they like no. They get. Uh, they have to go tell them that yeah, the queen is dead. Or like they, you have to tell the bees certain things. Like when someone dies, when someone gets married, and something else. There's like three things you're supposed to do. Is this a real thing? Yes. And you tell tradition them in, is in weird. English. It's tradition. Yeah. I, I. But I think I don't know if it's an English tradition. I think it might be. It might be just a, like, a folklorish tradition, uh -huh. not necessarily a royal one. But I'm not sure. I just like heard I mean, about. It, heard at about this that point, on. the monarchy is a weird tradition. Yeah. It's also I, I watched. This... There, there, sorry, real fast before you get, had to follow up on this, I, I just want to read this headline from Vanity Fair. <laughs> mm -hmm. The Queen's bees have been informed of her passing. <laughs> it is an important step. All yeah, like all eighty thousand of them mm -hmm. have uh, the Queen's bees. You're supposed to cover like I think I, I read somewhere like you're supposed to cover the the beehives in like black cloth. <laughs> no, no joke. You're supposed to cover them in black cloth. They're the in very morning. morning. Yeah. yeah, seriously, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that the bees oh, were such sensitive you're souls. To, you're supposed to invite them to, to like major weddings. That was the other thing. So it was like birth, deaths, and weddings. How would you bring them? Do they all wear tuxedos? <laughs> you just, you're just supposed to. You're just supposed to invite them. They're just. Like, it's one of those things where like I just want to be invited. I'm not going to go. But what? just like invite. Well, what if then? What if they show up and your meal counts all off? Exactly. Yeah. Um, RCP, RCB. <laughs> How many uh, generations of bees did the queen oversee? That's what I want to know. She she had the original bees that were brought over. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why one of the corgis' name was Honey. Who knows? Ooh. Um, I saw this whole uh like mini documentary about what happens when the queen dies. It's called like Operation London 
or London Bridge is down, I think is what they say. Okay. London Bridge is, not Operation. Like a, London Bridge is down, I think is what it is. Operation like, London Broil. Like, what? And apparently, like, all newscasters before reporting on it have to, like, change to, like, black clothing. And, like, there's all these different steps that happen and, like, all these different um, scenarios of, like, where she passes and what happens depending on where she passes and what the whole, like what happens to London when it happens, like the whole city shuts down, all the flags go in half mass, like all these different steps that it mm. takes. And it's like wildly complicated. I'm sure she wouldn't even want that. Like right? she was pretty no fuss. Like when, I think when she was queen for like 90 years, she was like, look, some people live a long time. All right. It's just, it's just what happens. I'm queen. Cause I've lived a long time. Crack on. Crack on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny. I was trying to think like, oh, what can we talk about? Is there any any news? No, it was like most of the day I was thinking about it. And then like, right before we came, like, oh, right. Yeah, the queen died. Yeah. What? But there's new iPhones, Gus. There are new iPhones. Did Dynamic Island. About, did you hear about the new feature? Now you don't have to worry about the SIM tray because it's not in there. It's not in, yep. What's a SIM tray? It's where... A SIM card would be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're basically promoting the fact that they removed the SIM tray yeah, as there's... a feature that you no longer... Hey, guess what? There's no longer this. This little tiny inconsequential sliver right here. But you know what? I wasn't actually that worried about that. That was fine in there. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, it, well, I was losing no sleep about having a SIM tray. <laughs> the only thing that bothers me about it is that something could happen to the SIM. Like it could break or it could stop being red. Like I've transferred my SIM between a few different mm -hmm. phones now. And so it, the SIM in my phone is several generations of phone old. Oh, I, I have no problem with eSIM. I use it. Yeah. But... If I want to nip back to England, I could just shove my English SIM in, but you and it works. Use it as a virtual eSIM. I could, but I I can't convert my current UK SIM into an eSIM from here. I'd have to like go. Uh, in. Do you not have a plan on your phone that just lets you use your phone internationally as you would in the US? Yeah. Oh, then why do you need a different SIM? I don't know, just so I can people who know I'm home can use my old number. Because it's Gavin, and yeah. he wants to make it needlessly complex. Yeah, I mean, I, I can. They're both in there. They're both in there. The the, the UK sim is in there, and the US is an eSIM. But now they're both gonna be eSIM. Did right. you have to Great tell feature. your UK sim that the Queen passed away? I did. I put it in black cloth. <laughs> okay. and I shoved it in, and I broke the sim trick. Okay, you have to whisper to it. I mean, it's just the way that they describe the removal of something as like a great thing. It's just like. So, yeah, subtractive uh, innovations where it's like we've we've made this better by taking something away. Yeah, we've made it better by. Did they change the the way the camera looks? Uh, I know some people had issues with like the three. It's largely the same. Is it yeah. not just two now? That's the four. The pro still has three. Okay. The four. The regular one has two. Yeah, they had. They they were there was like rumors that it was was no longer it was going to be recessed, so you wouldn't have this like little you know. piece mm -hmm. that stuck out. Yeah. Yeah, but not this time. Not this time, baby. Didn't you used to have an Android? Mm -mm. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Drew. Oh, yeah. Drew had an Android. Now he has an iPhone. I think he gave in. I think, yeah. he... <laughs> I think he finally switched. But wow. no, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I was thinking about that when I got this one. I was just like, and then they announced the 14. I was like, when, when is the next thing? You know what I mean? Like, when is the next, <clears throat> not evolution, but revolution going to come in that technology? Because I feel like, for the most part, we're just kind of like tinkering with like small things mm -hmm. and like just kind of like majoring in aesthetics. And it's one of those things like I don't even think we've thought of it yet. I don't even think yeah. that we've gotten to like it'll, be, it'll it'll be a while. I feel like every major step forward like that, you're looking at like 20, 25 years if you're lucky for right. something to happen. Like I mean, the internet really took off in what ninety four is when it really started exploding. And then you know, 
cell phones in 98 or so, 97. Yeah. It's when they became a lot more accessible. And then, I mean, we're looking at like a smartphone like we know it today in 2007. So, yeah, I mean, there's, a while, I guess it's been a while then. So yeah. 15 years now. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We're, we're closing in on it. Hmm. I, well, I'm like thinking, like, you know, I was having this discussion a, a little while ago just about like how the, like, we, we, we did it with trains. Like, trains are it. That is, like, that is the pinnacle of, like, moving lots of people vast distances very quickly for very cheaply. It's trains. It's always been trains. We figured it out. The next, like, there's there's not, the next thing to, like, revolutionize, it's going to be, it's going to have to be such a gigantic leap in technological advancement. Like, we can't, so it's going to be it like went, teleportation. It went from, like, trains to smartphones to something else. Yeah, it's like whatever that, like, next thing is... Because, like, everyone's trying to, like, reinvent Masterhead's like, oh, no, no, it'll be this, like, it'll be this, some stupid Hyperloop thing. It's like, no, 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 that, we're, that's... That's dumb. That's really stupid. <laughs> it's trains. It's always been trains for, in terms of, like, fish, efficiency, efficiency in moving large groups of people vast what distances. Would you count, like, Maglev as, like, a new... Well, that's still a train, though, isn't it? It's still a train. Does that count as just, like, a train improvement, but not, like, a new thing? Yeah, it's a that, fast train. It's a fast train. No, yeah, no. I maglev and like uh, you know uh, the like the the uh, uh, Japanese trains that like go like seven hundred miles an hour or something insane. Like awesome, great, but it's still like the same essential technology of like yeah, crane cars. It really is in my mind. It's really just going to be like okay, the thing that after trains is like faster than light or teleportation. It's got to be something. <laughs> it's got. It's got to be something like that. Just completely changes trains. Like maybe two hundred miles an hour to faster than light. Yeah, That's exactly. No, I mean, but like what? Like either that because it, because other than that, it's just making trains faster and. Uh -huh. yep. Yeah, you want it to not be a tube full of people moving. It, it needs to be. It's a new thing. It can be yeah. a tube full of people that all get teleported together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That get they get flied. That get Cronenberg get <laughs> together in some weird goop. Have you ever read about how trains have a relatively low maximum grade that they can go up as far as an incline because the wheels make such a small surface area contact with the rails? Oh, because they're not like grip. Right. Like they're... each wheel of a train, the contact surface with the rail is about the size of a postage stamp. Shit. Yeah, so the maximum grade they can go up is typically for a, like a pass for a high speed railway between two point five to four percent. And for a freight train, it should be like one point five percent. So it's a very slight incline that they can go up and that's it. Any I guess more, I've never really and they start slipping. I guess I've never really tunnels. seen like a whole like upward slant that a train has right. done it before. Because it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I never really. Yeah, you need that. like a jet assist or something on the back. Right. That have or to be something really else strong caboose. That <laughs> That's a great piece of information that I will just like neatly tuck away in my brain and never think about I, because it's like a little disturbing to think about. That oh it's no, like, you're going to pull it out sometime, a conversation five years from now with a random group I, of people at a bar going, hey. I think I read know. this like five years ago. Yeah. It's like one of those things that's been like brewing around in the back of my brain. Like one day we're going to talk about trains on the podcast and I'm going to have this ready back there. <laughs> Train is absolutely the supreme superior method of transportation. Wow. Right. Yeah. Slower than fly. I don't care. Okay. It's more. It's yeah. so comfortable. You get on, you put your bag away, and it's like you could get up and walk around. You could do all the things. You could use the bathroom. You could eat. You could sleep. Like all that stuff. And it's very comfortable. And also, just like getting to look out the window, it's usually mm -hmm. like a fun, easy way to pass the time. Plus, you don't have to wait 30 minutes after takeoff to get up and use the bathroom. Exactly. Also, well, not, I mean, that's, <laughs> I guess, a selling point. <laughs> uh, no traffic. 
or delays usually, right? I, I've been on. Some I mean, there's some trains. delays, but I, not like air flying. I would say <laughs> that trains in every trains in every other country are better than trains here. I took a sleeper car train from here to Chicago, and because the the commuter rail Amtrak lines use the same rails as the freight lines. Anytime a freight, anytime there's a freight train on the rails, they have right of way because they are uh, commercial. So the commuter trains, the like Amtrak uh, people trains, have to go off on switch tracks and let those by. It took 12 hours to get from Austin to the Texas border. Oh my God! <laughs> it would be faster to drive. It. 100% would have been like you can get from Austin to the Texas border in five by car yeah. like you're you're there yeah but trains are so fun it is fun except we stopped lit we literally stopped every hour on a switch track and stopped there for at least 30 to 45 minutes so you were doing that mm -hmm. all the way to the Texas border and eventually it took so long like once we got out of Texas it got a little bit better but then it eventually took so long that we got I was going I went with a friend of mine we were going to uh, um, Pitchfork Music Festival there in Chicago, and we were going to miss the first day because we were already like the so whole far. day. Yeah, we so <laughs> we, we I, I shit you not, we got out in St. Louis and rented a car and drove the rest of the way, rest of the way, and we beat the train. Did you there. flip off the train as Just you went as by? We went by. <laughs> we beat the train there by eight hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, that system doesn't work. This no. country is perfect as well. Inside, it's <laughs> massive. It'd be great for a really fast. Like east Dude, to west train. If there was a train we could take from here to LA, that would be amazing. Yeah. Because we got LA enough. Life changing. Yeah. Just hop on the or train. Even throughout New like York, St. Louis, St. Louis, Dallas, and then Dallas, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Seattle. It would yeah, probably only cost cool. about $50 trillion to put that into effect. We build it bit by bit. <laughs> we could start here. Let's start with Central Texas. Connect Austin, Dallas, and Houston. And if there's enough money left over, San Antonio. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, San Antonio's only an hour and a half from Austin. Yeah, I, but, I, I live in Austin, so that's what's yeah, important to me. If yeah. we need to cut something, I'm just saying. That's yeah, of course, it's of just down 35. Did How you much? Hear what, oh, sorry. No, you. No, I, it's a different subject. How much have the U.S. government spent on rail? I think... I, 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 I'll look it up. Okay. But I think a good tangential question to that is how much have the airlines been subsidized by the government? And could that money be used to uh, invest in rail instead? Ooh. U.S. government. I, I think that the big thing that, like, you know, the argument from the uh, massive oil lobby that keeps uh, uh, commuter rails uh, going from <laughs> coast to coast is that I think it's like, oh, people, like, will lose out on, like, profits from, like, driving across the country. It's like, only from, like, only from commuters, like, only from people who, like, I want to, like, take a road trip or, like, go to L.A. or something like that, like, freight lines like uh, tractor trailers, that kind of stuff, will still operate on oil and gas and like, you know, driving across country because they have to because it's such a, you know, uh, weight and freight intensive thing. So it's like, just give me my commuter rail to Los Angeles. Just give me the one, the, 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 high speed, the high speed train from here to, so I can get to Portland in less than like, you know, <laughs> 14 hours. It looks like in 2020, $24.5 billion were spent on public transit and railroad construction in the United States. $24 billion? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, $50 trillion? Easily. You get there in a few years. <laughs> do a whole train. You hear what happened to Jeremy this weekend? Coming in for Uno? No. 
uh, well, not just Jeremy, but a bunch of travelers, the Austin airport on, I believe it was Thursday morning. I think it was Wednesday and Thursday, both lost power, complete lost, completely lost power. And so Jeremy's flight, I think was going to get canceled and it got, I think he got on a flight to Dallas and then drove to Austin. Oh shit. Yeah. I think the, on Wednesday it was out for like three or four hours in the morning in the morning and then on thursday it went out again but it was a shorter time okay. on thursday i want to say it was, was like an hour maybe on thursday i think it was wednesday he was coming in shouldn't a building that important be connected multiple times to the grid I like how does it how do they have a power there's like theory? a transformer that bursts. <laughs> I, I believe so yeah but still it goes through one transfer have two what right? do you mean it's an airport pretty important okay. right I, I, you know i'll go on a limb three <laughs> let's, let's get three that's like nuclear power plant levels of connections. Even when, you know, we had our website hosted in a data center in South Austin, it had three different points where power came into the building and they made it a point to put it on different sides of the building. Yeah. That way you know, there was no like one point of feel like, oh, if the lines get knocked down there, it's still coming in on this other side. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, ABIA is uh, a extension cord <laughs> hooked up, <laughs> just like running through the grass. It's just plugged uh, into Dallas. Yeah. Through yeah. <laughs> it, it's plugged into a power strip with a little switch on it, but it doesn't have a red light, so you don't know which side is on and which yeah, one's you, off. You you like, gotta, like, if you're it. outside, you got to be like, is it? There is are it? so and it's just many like flickering. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess that's getting. There are so many things about the Austin airport that are so fucking stupid. Hey, we're a back. Hey, <laughs> but especially, I don't know if you guys have had to take an Uber from like getting into austin to wherever you need to go but you need to walk like six fucking miles to get to the uber station at That's the far. austin it is a airport. trek yeah and most airports really... have done that to remove the congestion by the doors by the, which yeah. i get but like have a some type of shuttle or some type of I, thing going by like i just had relatives in town who are in their late 70s early 80s and they were talking about how, like, they had to get a taxi to get to, like, another place and, like, another place. They were in their early 70s when they started. They were in their early 80s when they got there. <laughs> right. But I think you hit the nail on the head there, Barbara. I think a lot of that is the taxi industry muscling out ride shares. Because mm -hmm. the taxis are still right in front of the airport. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, they want to make the taxi the more convenient option you see first before you keep walking, having to head over for uh, a ride share ride pickup. Ride share, yeah. Mm. I just park at the airport now every time I travel. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that Uber situation. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When you're dealing with a particularly difficult or challenging time in life, it can be hard to stay in problem-solving mode. It's really easy to feel stuck or like you don't know what to do next. Or sometimes you can just get so caught up in focusing on the problem, you don't even consider possible solutions. Uh, so where do you go from there? Well, a therapist can help you work towards becoming a better problem-solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small that they might be. Therapy can be a great tool for reducing your day-to-day -day stress, helping with anxiety or depression, or helping you to work through a particularly challenging time. BetterHelp is a great option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Uh, there's also a ton of ways to actually do the sessions. You can do video calls, audio-only calls, or you can even just message with your therapist if that's what you'd prefer. All you have to do is fill out a brief survey to get in match with a therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time, plus it's quick. You can be matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Uh, so when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash rooster today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash rooster to get 10% off your first month right now. Thanks, BetterHelp. Today's episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Uh, I was just out of town recently, went over to Las Vegas. It was great. Great to get out of the normal routine, see new things, 
come back totally refreshed, feel like a new person when I get home, and it really isn't that how every trip should be. Uh, Delta Airlines has some new premium experiences on the ground in the air that raise the bar sky high while you're on your way to your destination. The truth is, it's not just about where you're going, it's also about how much you enjoy the journey. Uh, wherever you travel, a better experience awaits with Delta Airlines. They recently partnered with Peloton to offer new Classes in the Clouds collection that features guided breathing exercises and stretches led by Peloton instructors, and a revamped beverage lineup featuring independent suppliers like premium herbal teas from Thrive Farmers, Explore Cool Brew, uh, Unefem Sparkling Wine, and more. Also with Delta Airlines, you'll enjoy premium products that are better for people and the planet like the Delta One bedding sets that are now made with more than 100 recycled plastic bottles each and stowed in new reusable bedding bags. They've replaced single-use plastics with new bamboo cutlery and have plans to upgrade their tableware made from biodegradable material and premium paper placemats. Uh, wherever life takes you, travel well with Delta Airlines. Visit delta.com slash travel well to learn more. Thanks, Delta. Safe travels. This episode of the Receive Podcast is brought to you by Honey. Uh, these days it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we really do. Uh, it's my personal favorite. And we've all seen that promo code feel taunt us at checkout, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for the best promo codes and applies them directly to your cart. Uh, and it works with over 30,000 online stores that range from gaming and tech to popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Uh, here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out at one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up, tells you all you have to do is click apply coupons. Uh, if Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart and watch the price magically drop. It's that simple. Uh, just the other day, my wife was actually buying some sunglasses online. Uh, she saw the little uh, apply coupon. It worked. I think she saved like 40% off of uh, what she was going to uh, spend on those. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. That's billion with a B. Uh, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, installs in just a few seconds. Uh, by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid, supporting the show. Uh, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash rooster. That's joinhoney.com slash rooster. I, uh, <laughs> I, I flew out of the Austin airport on Tuesday, so I missed the power outages. Um, however, I had something happen to me that I've never had happen before. You had too much power. Uh, I had too much power. Yeah, we, we, we stole it. We took it with us. <laughs> That's Gus in a nutshell. I was going to fly from... No, definitely not. I was going to fly from Austin to Houston and Houston to Vegas. Got on the... got on, It was on United. Got on the plane. Boarded. Closed the door. Pushed back. Uh, and we're sitting there and uh, Esther turns to me and goes, ah, someone smells bad in here. I was like, oh, yeah, it does smell a little weird. And then, you know, we're waiting. And then uh, the pilot comes on the, on the PA. He's like... Um, so people in the back of the plane have reported a strange smell. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, go back up to the gate, uh, and, you know, have maintenance check it out. Like, okay, that's weird. I'm like, well, maybe they'll check it out. In my head, I'm like, maybe it's just like the toilet or something. That's what I would assume. Right. Yeah. Like it's blocked up or something. So, you know, we pull back up to the gate, they open the door. It's like two or three minutes and they come on. They're like, yeah, everyone needs to go ahead and get off the plane. I'm like, all right, fine. So everyone gets off the plane mm -hmm. and like everyone immediately is like getting in line to talk to the, the gate agents. I'm like, I'm going to wait. It's probably just, the, it's probably just the toilet. They'll be done. Like they just got to <laughs> clean the toilet out. It'll be like 10 minutes. Yeah. Then they come on. They're like, yeah, maintenance is out there looking at the engines. They don't know what the problem is. I'm like, oh shit. Pulling out the app. <laughs> like I got to rebook. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Ended up like, uh, rebooking on another flight. Uh, and I ended up only being delayed like three hours. Okay. Uh, like I ended up on like the next flight to Houston and the next flight to Vegas. Rebook all you guys on that flight on like a new flight? Uh, or the, like, no, because plane? they didn't know how long it was going to take. Mm. Yeah, I don't think stinky engine is in the manual. No. Like an estimated time. <laughs> just, I just like looking out, like looking out the window and just seeing like two guys just like hands on hips <laughs> looking up at the engine and just like, 
Poking yeah, with a stick and then smelling a stick. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm rebooking. This plane has COVID. <laughs> I am not doing this. Nice. That's what I figured. It's like, they're going to get guys out there, like, on at the gate to look at the engine and troubleshoot it. And figure, like, this, you that... just see them going, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, hmm. Hey, did, that smell? Does this smell? Just like, I was showing it to other people. Why two fingers? Yeah. <laughs> does this taste normal to you? Is that how the engine should taste? It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, I'd, I'd never had that happen before. I was like, yeah, def definitely going to get on a different plane. We'll see. And that plane wow. looked old as fuck. Like, the paint was peeling everywhere. Oh the God. inside was like that super dated, like, Maybe it's time to retire cracked it. up seats. Yeah, it was. Do you ever think you'll fly yourself good. to Vegas? Ooh. I probably could. How many times would you refuel? You'd probably, from here to Vegas, you'd probably have to stop twice. That, that much? I guess you're in a small plane. Yeah, in a small plane, you'd probably okay. have to stop twice. Maybe once, but I wouldn't like want to stretch Like here it. to El Paso, El Paso to Flagstaff, Flagstaff to Vegas? Yeah, something like that. Look at me. Mm, look at you. <laughs> yeah, you have all the markers I've in got your head. Right, right yeah, up here. Yeah, you, you can talk the talk. <laughs> Speaking of smells. Where, 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 where's your uniform? Uh, it's safely stowed in the overhead compartment. <laughs> well, you talk the talk. <laughs> he said stowed in the overhead compartment. <laughs> Oh. Uh, speaking of smells, I saw this very interesting uh, video the other day about this woman who her and her husband were just spending some time together one day where she noticed he was smelling off like musky kind of, uh -huh. um, but no one else was able to smell anything different about him. Mm -hmm. And apparently this went on for years and years and years and he ended up developing Parkinson's disease, I believe. Huh. And it turns out this woman had a, an ability to smell Parkinson's disease. No, dogs can do that, right? So what? can they? I think so. But like she was able to essentially like they did a test where she would smell people's clothes and identify who of the people's clothes she was smelling, who had Parkinson's disease. And there was one she got wrong, but that person developed Parkinson's disease years later. Oh, wow. She like pre-smelled it? What? Yeah. Do you think that? Like, well, she smelled it on her husband before he was diagnosed with it, like for years. Do so you think that something in the sweat then, like chemical? The world is a living hell for her because her nose is so highly sensitive. Like she smells everything. She's uh, she's a uh, uh, Bruce Willis and Unbreakable only for <laughs> smells. She like can go around and tell. But like, I want to go find this person and have her spell me and like, like all my friends. And yeah. be like, she's like, give me give me twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that is Parkinson something you can prevent? Uh, I I probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I guess it's. Yeah, I but you can, I, but yeah. you can, but you, but I think like you, if you like start catch it early, you can start treatment earlier, which like delays the progression of the disease. Yeah, I believe. I don't really know um, much about it, but but wild. that's. I, I but I, but they do that for dogs too. Like dogs can sense um, smell. They they have like di diabetes mm -hmm. uh, assistant dogs, which can like tell who know, the dogs know when your blood sugar is low and stuff because they have. Can't uh, they also are, are, weren't there dogs that could smell COVID? Yes, sure. And I think some that smell cancer as well. Like if you train a dog, like their noses are really powerful. Yeah, they can find I think just about anything. Our except Jimmy Hoffa. Are useless. He's good garbage. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> So cool, cool. Another cool animal fact, folks. Um, raccoons, their sense of touch is as sensitive a sense as our eyesight. That's why when uh, raccoons get like food, they like put it in water, which enhances their sense of touch, oh. and they can feel around to know what they're touching. Um, so that famous cotton candy video. Came yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, they they uh, their sense of touch is as good a sense as our eyesight. So they they have like I almost like echolocation even... with their fingers. Yeah, imagine them just doing this and just building this massive 3D mental it's image like, of the thing they've They doing. really are, yeah. You could hook them up to a computer and that could be a really cheap 3D scanner. <laughs> <laughs> just wow. get a raccoon to hold something and it'll build a 3D model on your computer. <laughs> That's so... 
I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun fact that I'm going to store away store for a future conversation. I think I read the other day that the human sense of touch is so sensitive that it can detect, like if you're rubbing your hand across something smooth, it can detect uh, like pits or uh, dents that are as small as three nanometers. Mm-hmm. In size, mm-hmm. like human can the hu- a human touch, like it's mm. that sensitive to. I can't do that <laughs> to to changes and differences in yeah. sensation. Like, Nanometers, though. Yeah, let me look it it's up. It's like a billionth of a length of a hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's three of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I take it back. Uh, difference is down to thirteen nanometers, not three. Well, Still, then never mind. Uh, that's crazy. Is everyone at home watching this right now, just slowly touching the surface in front of them or like their yeah. phone, <laughs> just to see if they could do? Because that's what I've been doing this entire time. It's like, ooh, there's a nice texture I on this table. I feel these little bumps, these little nanometers. What? <laughs> <laughs> these nanometers. Nanometers. <laughs> um, I uh, when I was out of town, uh. I, I, this is my, my, my time to bitch about the Postal Service. Um, <laughs> when I was out of town, I, I don't know if you all ever do this. There's a service uh, with the Postal Service called Hold Mail. If you're going to be out of town, mm-hmm. yeah. you can hold your mail. Mm-hmm. In theory, they don't deliver your mail. I'm guessing they delivered your Why mail. Why do you want that? So your mailbox doesn't get filled with a bunch of shit. And it doesn't look like you're not, not home. home. Right. Yeah. Get rid of the mailbox. I would love to. Have a letterbox. So, what... Like uh, through the door. Oh, okay. Mm. Mail slot. Mail slot. Because then you'd have to worry unless your entire house fills up. With exactly. Mail. Yeah. Or get a mailbox the size of like an R2 unit and you just like throw <laughs> it in. <laughs> so they delivered my mail every day I was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one of those mailboxes, not that kind that open on the front, but the kind that open up, that flip up on the top. Sure. Uh, the mailman also left the box open. <laughs> During the rain. It rained. <laughs> repeatedly. And every single piece of mail that they delivered that they weren't fucking supposed to was ruined. Did you get anything important? I got a letter from my insurance, which I don't know what it said because I can't read it. <laughs> uh, and there was one other. Oh, and I got a bill from a doctor. I don't know how to pay it. So this is my evidence. I mean, you could call the doctor and just say, hey, I got this bill. I can't no. I'm going to bitch. Here's, here's the best part. They'll keep mailing you the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You'll get another one. Um, don't worry. Indeed. It's like uh, no, you were so when you got home, you were treated to a nice uh, mailbox full of paper pulp. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> there used to be mail. Granted, most of it was trash. Ninety-five percent of it was trash. Right, but there usually. were two things that I fucking needed. And, Can uh, I make a deal with the postman, with the mailman, and just try and get him to not mail all of that shit into my I mail? I would you, love that. There's uh like a lot of that junk mail. You could call a number on it to ask to stop receiving it. Like oh, those... I don't want to do any work. Oh. I just want to not get it. Yeah. I just want the guy to be like, oh, this is all junk. And I just never see it. How much does that service cost? You probably I... have to pay more than the companies are paying to send it to you. What you have to do is you have to catch your mail person out by the curb and go, there is a crisp $20 a month in it for you. <laughs> if you, if you just chuck this fucking shit in the garbage. Literally. <laughs> like, I would pay a good 20 for that to stop happening. Just 20 a week? I... Maybe not a week, maybe 20 a month. 20 a month? To get that to stop happening. Because it, I get so frustrated at the waste. That's the worst part for me. Like, whatever, if I get it, I could recycle the stuff. But it's just... We all know how recycling doesn't actually fucking happen mm-hmm. 80% of the time, right? Like, recycling companies don't actually recycle shit. And they don't take care of it properly. But just, like, the amount of waste it takes to make those things and send them and just 
all the energy that gets put into those things that essentially just get immediately tossed. Mm. And, and that I, some people throw them out. And I burn all mine just to make make it even more... Does it increase your carbon footprint? Yeah, yeah to, rig your, to really <laughs> dig your heel into that carbon footprint. I just want to really leave... I mean, if you're throwing it into your fireplace, you're using the energy, right? Yeah, well, then I get all the ashes and I put it in the mail. And it just get, goes somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like return to cinder on the ashes. <laughs> You know, you should you, really should you should take one of those like return like you know how some things that mail you you get like a return envelope mm -hmm. to send something back you just shit in it and just send it back and <laughs> that'll probably make it stop right. No, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna do is get some like weird mail sorting robot full of turds. You're just <laughs> making a problem for someone else. Someone in that mail processing center is gonna get that OCR on their screen. Like, yeah. What is this? <laughs> oh man, I um. Uh... When uh, when I was in Vegas, I went to that Meow Wolf installation, Omega Mart. Oh yeah, uh, it was really cool, and I was way too sober for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Was my, like, my, condol my condolences. Yeah, I was like, this is all really cool, but I haven't drank anything. I'm not on anything. <laughs> right, you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mistakes were made here. Is marijuana legal? Yes. In Nevada, it is. It is okay. It's legal in a lot of places you wouldn't think it would be legal. Uh, Michigan was one of them yeah. that I recently found out. Really? About. Yeah, I was at a convention in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I found out from someone that it was legal there, and I was like, Michigan? You okay, don't, you interesting. Don't say. There's a couple places. There, there's one one state recently legalized edibles. But only but edibles. Only edibles, and it was because they didn't read the bill carefully. That's te uh, Texas <laughs> kind of has something similar where they had, obviously there's this... Uh, strain called delta 8 which there's a loophole that makes it legal in texas mm -hmm. or probably i don't know how many places but you could also i think sell edibles that have delta 9 which i think is like more normal thc mm -hmm. but it's because there has to be like a certain weight limit to it which is why they can't sell like the flour but edibles if it has like a certain amount per serving or something it's like there's a loophole that makes I, it i think it's it derived from hemp if i remember right yes Yes, but it's also still like some weight thing. Hmm. I don't really understand it. Other people understand it way better than I do, but. Yeah, it's just like. Just make it legal. The, e e here, here, <laughs> here's my controversial opinion. Either make it completely legal across the board, across the United States, or make it illegal everywhere and cool again. Because that's the, <laughs> because like, there, there's, it, it, there used to be some like, like a little bit of a cool mystique about it now, but now because it's like widely available in so many places, it's like you go to LA and it's like going to the Apple store to get weed. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what the hell? What? And it costs as much. And it's just as much. <laughs> yeah, it's just like very, a very strange experience. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I know there's like some loopholes around it in Texas, but it's just, yeah, very, I, I don't know. I don't know what they are, but I had the very same similar experience when I saw uh, Multiverse of Madness, the Sam Raimi mm -hmm. one. I saw it totally sober and I was like, <laughs> I should, I should have not seen this straight. We don't have to talk about that movie, but man, what a mistake not seeing it, uh, uh, it, it altered yeah. <laughs> in some way. I, I didn't either. I watched it. I watched it at home. You know, yeah. it, it was on stream. I was like, hmm. I think I had the same thought. Like, yep, this would have been really trippy. What else yeah. did you guys do in Vegas while you're there? You're there for a couple of days. Yeah, there for a few days. Um, like did some gambling, but mainly it was for eating. Yeah, <laughs> going to a bunch of different restaurants. Uh, went to the like I wanted to, uh, the, I went to that Omega Mart thing, which was actually I, I don't want to sound it like it was bad mm -hmm. or anything. It was actually really super cool. Um, that was I, I tried not to look into it too much before I went, uh, just to avoid 
spoiling it. Not, not that there's anything yeah. too spoiled, but I wanted to be surprised yeah, by things. Yeah, you want to have the experience when you're there. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was it was super cool, super trippy. Um, stopped by uh, a legal hemp shop, legal <laughs> weed shop on the way there, probably for a, a, an enhanced experience. Yeah. Um, I went to this other thing. Uh, I was walking through like the shopping area right by the Aria. It's called Crystals. And they had this thing called like the Van Gogh experience. I was like, huh, what's that? Is it they have like Van Gogh art or something or like some kind of Van Gogh museum? I was like, all right, again, I don't know. I'm walking by like, hey, they're starting. They're, 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 it's right here. I'm, let's go in. So my wife and I went to that. We went in again, not knowing what it was. And it was like, you walk into this big room that has mirrored. Co- it's like huge. The, the room itself is probably like the length of this stage that we're in from uh-huh. like that parking lot to that parking lot. Oh, wow. And maybe like double the width of the broadcast area so it's massive and you go in and like there's support columns that are like covered in mirrors and there's like like a box yeah (laughs) there's like a box like a room in the middle that's covered in mirrors and uh, there's like benches all scattered around the room like and then there's they're like projecting sunflowers like van gogh sunflowers all on the walls like what the fuck is this you take any photos uh a couple i can show you yeah then they cut your ear off (laughs) and we (laughs) saw the whole experience we sat down and we're there for like five ten minutes and we're like is this it are we just gonna like stare in this room at sunflowers forever and then like the the music starts and then like the sunflowers start changing like oh okay and they start like projecting various pieces of van gogh art onto the walls set to music and they like kind of shittily animated parts of it where like stuff's moving and they're like trying to tell a story through this art and i was like this is garbage. Oh, really? You didn't like it, huh? <laughs> well, because I felt I'm not like a, a fine art person by any stretch of the imagination. But I was always under the impression that the point of art is for you to look at it and for it to make you think and unlock your thoughts. Right. Viewing it in this setting was like someone else had programmed the music, had put together animation, and was like trying to tell a story through the art. So it's like the thoughts are being made for you. It's like your thoughts are put onto rails oh. as to what to think and what to feel. As you're watching this thing. And I was like, I fucking hate everything about this. I'm sure there's some people who love it. I'm though. sure there are. <laughs> On rails thinking. Yeah. It was I not, don't have to do any work. It was <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I was like, and we, you know, we, and like I said, we get, we sit down. At first, it's like uh, the sunflowers and everything. And they're showing different art. And then like halfway through, I'm like, they're going to end on Starry Night. Starry Night's the finale. I know it. And yeah, sure enough, like at, at the very end, like the music swells. Like at one point they're playing like Adagio for strings. And I'm like, Bleh. fucking shoot me. <laughs> it's just like, man, I really appreciate it. It's like, guys, we need really starting thinking inside the box here. We need to give, we need very straight linear processes. Tell them what to think. Yeah. <laughs> I can see people in the chat are disagreeing with me. Some people really like it. Again, yeah. just not my thing. It was, uh, well, I, I just felt like I was being railroaded into into like a specific way of thinking like this is the presentation sure. for you instead of looking at it appreciating it and thinking on your own about it yeah. right it's like i you know I, I i like movies for that i like i like movies more for that reason where it's like oh this is like a narrative that i'm being like drawn into and like a story is being told and everything um but with like museums fine art stuff like that, or like paintings and stuff i really do like the like just a a a personal affecting experience with like let me see this thing let me experience this thing like uh on on my turn or on my terms and like draw from it and have it affect it you know have it affect me mm-hmm. in that moment in that way I rather always, than i always feel like such an imposter whenever i go to any sort of like museum or like art exhibit because 
I'm like taking everything in and like looking at everything and, and reading descriptions and what the artist was thinking or whatever it is they have like next to the paintings. But I also feel like I'm an alien trying to act like a human in those situations. I'm just like, yes, I will slowly walk around this exhibit and spend this amount of time looking at this painting. Hmm, yes, very nice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the walk pa- over here to look at that one and spend this amount of time. Do you, you count <laughs> in your head? Like, you look at the painting, like, one? 15, yeah, like, two, yeah, how six, long is it acceptable three, to stand in front of this one so that other people wouldn't... I kind of <laughs> just do what other people are doing, too. Uh, but it's definitely one of those situations where I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I just don't have... Like that's uh, art sensibility that some people do when they go to exhibits like that and they try to I, I, I really feel, think through. But I feel like I don't have any sensibility about that either. But like my, my goal when I look at something like that is like try to see what were they trying to capture and does it make me feel anything? Yeah. Like what does it, it evoke in my experience there. of life mm-hmm. and is there a connection I can make to it? Yeah, I guess I just don't have a soul or something. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. That's missing. Well, you're Canadian. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> it. Ah, yeah, that's it. I'm not a ginger. All right. You just have a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that one of the things that always uh strikes me usually the first thing with a lot of like experiences with art especially like seeing like some of my favorite artists and my favorite paintings is the size of them mm-hmm. which like i never like caravaggio is one of my favorite artists uh old master and i got to see a caravaggio exhibit in chicago one time and went in this hall of these paintings and of course i've only seen them on a screen a yeah. picture a jpeg so it's all like this right. big then you walk in and it is a humongous painting or, of like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Painters of light. Like just like one of the most unbelievable. Th- and like that was legitimately like I cried. Like it was moving to see those paintings in light. In scale. And in scale. Like it was just like. Yeah. Do you think it has a greater effect on you because you can paint? And you actually have that ability? That was that, that was like 15 years ago. That was before oh, I even picked up a painting. You didn't even painting. know you could paint? No, I didn't know. This was like years ago. Well, you are, probably always had that artistic bone in you to some degree. Maybe. I think it was just like under, like the, 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 both the subject matter, which is like, oh, usually the Caravaggio is usually pretty religious, but then like, just like the forms and figures and like being able to like render, it, it's just like appreciation for like, I think, you know, on the, on like the small scale, just like appreciation for something that was created from nothing. Yeah. It was like, this at one time was like a stretched canvas, like 15 feet diameter that then became like uh, this unbelievably There's gorgeous also scene. the alternative too, which I've seen, like the Mona Lisa, I think, is a lot smaller yeah. than yeah, I think it like, would be. Like in person, the actual painting is like- It's not big at all. This big, mm-hmm. but like in my head, it's like- Massive. It's larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see it in person, you're like, oh, it's so tiny. In, uh, so little. In chat, that guy named J-Lo said that uh, they like to speedrun museums and try to see how many paintings they can see in one day, <laughs> yeah. in one visit. <laughs> That's really funny. And, and also, the thing, I, I, one of the things I like about museums, too, um, art gallery, like the uh, Met in um, uh, New York and, and the Chicago, Chicago Museum of Art and stuff, is like, you'll be walking through it and you'll see, you'll like walk past... There some paintings they like give like a big spotlight, like go like the Mona Lisa. It's like mm-hmm. bum 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 This is the painting you came here to see. Yeah. And then And it's just all these people with their phones with up. Their phones yeah. taking a photo they'll never look like, at again. Um yeah. Um <laughs> but then like you'll go to like the Chicago Museum of Art and it's just like you'll walk past like a masterpiece which mm-hmm. is next to just like like another i mean amazing painting but like a well like you'll walk past like water lilies and then it's just next to just another painting that you've never heard there's like it's so strange to have like this 
the context of these pieces that are just like breathtaking masterpieces that you know are super super famous. Next is some Joe Schmo over yeah. here. Whereas like this is the janitor. He he got it, but we gave him uh, we let him put up a painting in here. Like yeah, it's just like it's just strange to be walking and be like. Okay, well, there's, uh, there's a ship on the ocean. It's beautiful. And there's, uh, and there's just one of the most famous paintings of all time <laughs> yeah. right, right next to it. Just like, oh, yeah, cool. what, what is the thought process? In, I, I don't, it's not programming, but like... Curating? Oh, cura yeah, curating there you go. Now, curating yeah. Yeah. Making stacks of like, what are clearly fodder paintings to put in between. <laughs> like, yeah, we well, don't have like too many uh, famous paintings in one space, right? Right. You got to make people walk around the whole exactly. thing and get their money's worth. Speaking the of paintings, did you see that uh, in Steve Merchant's newest show i can't remember i think it's called outcast or something or something similar i have no idea um christopher walken is in it and his character accidentally either like cleans or paints over a banksy like while they're outside <laughs> doing work but it was a real banksy like really much and got banksy to put a painting there like weeks before they shot there and then they like uncovered it and did the whole thing and i i'm not sure if they the cast knew it was real yeah i haven't actually seen the show i need to watch it but it was like it was an actual official Banksy oh my that God. Christopher Walken painted over a real Banksy. So it's like a legend is like painting over another legend's work. I also wonder how you get in contact with someone like Banksy, who's anonymous, right? Like no one knows well, who Banksy is. Know. I think a lot of people know who that you think is. So? Okay, yeah. But just like, does Banksy? Does he have an email address? Does he have the <laughs> contact info like on his Instagram? Right. Page? He's like he's like Bill Murray has like a home phone that you like have to leave a message on. <laughs> yeah. To, like, like you don't ever actually it, talk to him. Banks, he doesn't, he, doesn't have an agent. He's actually sent everyone mail. You just have to fill out one of those self like one of those return envelopes. Uh huh. And yep. they all go to him. It all goes to you actually, and then gets rained yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think um. Just to continue the art discussion, some of the coolest outlaws, art sorry, I've ever seen. Cool. Outlaws. Okay, cool. Not outcast. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Outlaws. But yeah, I was, I was half right. <laughs> I don't know who the artist is, but they do 3D um, sculptures, but like really huge, like faces and heads and humans and like, like to the point where like a nose would be you know five feet long and like three feet wide or something like that i don't know if you know this artist mm -hmm. but i've seen some of their work in person and it's like that shit is so cool because it is insanely detailed mm -hmm. and it's 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 like you're a mini little thing on like the cheek of a real human being and you're <laughs> right like looking at all the detail of it that, i have to look up who that artist is but. that that also is something just to, you know along with painting but also like sculpting it's like yeah. when you see like really amazing sculptures where like like veins and arms are like mm -hmm. like articulated in marble it's just like the the marble what? work is what always gets me when it, you look at like like a michelangelo or some oh yeah something crazy like how did or like well i forget what the, the the sculpture is but it's like there's a anytime there's like a woman with like a veil over her face and you're like how did you make rock Look like, like look like cloth, cloth. Yeah. over a person's yeah, over, face. Over form. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I went to Italy and saw a bunch of art that was like uh, marble statues and stuff like that, I had the exact same thought. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you make it look like soft cloth? <laughs> and my, like in my mind, it's like, you're like... <laughs> well, that's seven years. <laughs> and I... Guess this one doesn't have a leg. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, 
Is that how the one with the, uh, the was it Venus without the arms? Yeah, the arms, the arms were just a total disaster. That's what they got rid of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the artist didn't know how to make hands. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was originally just like claws, like nubs. Like, uh. What you're... if we nailed the hands and arms, but they were just in like a slightly wrong pose? They just, they just look really rigid and stupid. Did you? Why is the left hand on the on the right arm and the right hand on the left arm? Oh, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that YouTube video of the guy sculpting... Mel Gibson's DUI uh, uh, arrest. <laughs> no. no. But it, it, the reason I bring it up is it makes me think about what you just said, where he made like a little diorama that's maybe, you know, like twice the size of my laptop, like not huge, but not small. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like that he like imagined what it was like the night Mel Gibson got pulled over and arrested for a DUI. Uh -huh. And he started out by making the Mel Gibson sculpture first. And he did like, he sculpted like a human-sized head of Mel Gibson, which looked phenomenal, then 3D scanned it to then make it like smaller so that it was like, it fit in his tiny diorama. Like he goes through the whole process to make this huge head to then just like 3D scan it and then shrink it down. Uh, it's a great video. It's like 20 minutes long. The guy's just narrating the whole time as he's making this diorama. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking great video. I, mean, I started watching <laughs> and I was like, this seems like a waste of time. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, that was a wonderful journey. I'm glad I watched that. I'm, I'm glad I watched that video. <laughs> I, I'm eating my words, <laughs> yeah. Gus. I had a, I had you know a, a very, um, had a very. I, I wouldn't call this like an old man moment. No, I would call it an old man moment. I, 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 I accidentally. I wouldn't say accidentally. <laughs> <sighs> this is a lot of preamble. Say the station for this. There's a lot of preamble. It's a lot of track to lay. I love it. Um, I went down a rabbit hole. That's not accidentally because you you go looking for something and it eventually takes you to something. So it's not accidentally. So this was purposeful. This was purposeful. It started out. I was looking up. Some, I was doing some research for something. Okay. And I eventually started watching on YouTube gold panning videos. Oh, okay. Old men out in rivers with a little like disc panning for gold. And it is the most relaxing. I'm like, I gotta, oh, I gotta do I'm this. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Is that I, like your ASMR? It's it's not even like ASMR too, because they're like talking and they're like telling you like what it's like telling you what they're doing and how they and how like the process of like gold panning in a river. And it's like, not not only was the video like I like was compelled by the videos because there is you kind of like get that secondhand like looking for little like gold like flakes and like mm -hmm. little like little like bits of like gold in there, but just like the process of like sitting by a river like in waders just like methodically like being out in nature. There's something about that I was like I got to do this. I want to go get in a river and do this. I think just, you're like, going to. I think I probably will. I think that's will. your next step. <laughs> I, I'm just going to be like a mile up river just dumping <laughs> gold glitter into the <laughs> forest. Oh, that's it. I think I've looked I've I've actually kind of looked for that before. I think you there's a place in Arkansas where you can do that. There's, there's a right. there's a place in Texas too. I mean, <laughs> this, so this is, well, it wasn't an accident. There's a place in Texas that you can like do it, but it's like nothing huge has ever been found See there. there. There's not like nuggets being pulled out of there. It's like flake and little like tiny little like. That's like probably ninety nine percent of the gold that's ever been found, yeah. or that was found, like especially when panning like that. Yeah, I think I'd want to do um just like the metal detectors on the beach. You ever see videos of people yeah. doing that yeah. where they like go through and then like sift through the sand and find rings and. I'd all probably types just of hire a dog that could smell gold. Job there done. you go. And Parkinson's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Get> double whammy. <laughs> that like uh yeah, there's just something like really fast because it's like the heavy it's the he it's a heavier metal so you like s like slosh this you get the like dirt and like rocks and stuff like that and you like move it and you like wash it in the river and like the rocks and dirt and everything eventually flow out and the because the gold's the heaviest it like lands in the corner 
it's really like methodical and something again like painting which is why i took painting up is something like very like practice practiced and meditative and so i was like that seems very appealing to me that reminds me there's an absolute garbage tv show i watch um how does that remind <laughs> you're talking I, reminded me of some bullshit yeah was, something really <laughs> fucking awful i, I want to say it's on discovery it's a show called outback opal hunters oh okay it's about like people who go into the australian outback to like mm. opal mines and try to find opal oh my and, and it's like everyone has you know oh, there's no. different ways to do it you know whether it's like a big excavation machine or people going with like hammers and like mm -hmm. shovels and digging but the thing that's striking to me about that and the reason it makes me think about it is like the amount of earth you have to move in order to get the smallest payoff yes yeah. it's like oh we're gonna move 10 tons of dirt <laughs> to find 50 carats or like <laughs> yeah. the, the tiniest little minuscule like blink and you could miss it yeah yeah and they probably do right it yeah. happens all the time like and that that's one of the things that people go back like, yeah this mine's already been you know dug out this already been mined dry but we think that we can still find some you know if we dig by hand and look because they yeah. only went yeah. through with machines here before yeah we'll do it manually and get and that's like that when you like if you ever actually crunch the numbers on like time energy to like payoff ratio you would probably say you probably wouldn't do it because right. it's just like well that's the other thing too is like those like in, in some of those gold like videos i was watching they get i mean like the tiniest amount after like an afternoon of like looking they get like you know like fractions of an ounce mm -hmm. and it's like could you even pay their salaries for the day <laughs> no it's like they they maybe get like twelve dollars worth of gold wow it's like out of a whole day of out work. of a whole day of work so it's just like you got to be in this for the love of the game man because i guess like, so yeah there's like not it's you're, you're not like you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not like uh yeah not like the gold rush you're not right, yeah, you're right. not finding a boulder made of gold right exactly one the size of a fist no right. i hate looking for small shit i recently i got my lens repaired it's like a lens about this big and it came back like set wrong. I had to change the dial because you, you can change the mode of the lens based on what sensor you have. Mm. And it's unscrew these three tiny little screws, probably like a couple of mil high, more than 13 nanometers high. Mm. <laughs> three of them. And then you slide the thing up and then you retighten them. And on the last one, I had it just on the, it was so small that you could just like have it on the end of the screwdriver. It doesn't go mm. anywhere. And it just went, and I blinked and it was gone and I felt it hit my leg and I was like, I was just in the middle of my studio, which is a massive open room, and I was just like, "Not carpet, though, right?" No. Okay, if it was carpet, it's gone. Gone for but still. It was gone. It was but gone. Yeah. Just I, I can't find it. I, I was spent oh. like an hour. Just Barbara like, could take her metal detector over. <gasps> I, Let's I bet, do it. I bet you I could find that screw. Do you yep. think? <laughs> Smash do you cut. show up on a metal detector? No, I, I bet you could find it without one. Good we at finding little tiny things. This. As someone who's lost backs of earrings <laughs> multiple uh, times and little yes. tiny pieces of jewelry, I have my methods. It just it just vanished in front of my eyes. Yeah, that it's probably in the folds of your pants. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> smash smash cut to uh, Gavin in that like contraption from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, where he's yeah. like the, the counterweight in the backyard, like going across the floor. <laughs> I was worried because like, I crawled around on the floor for about an hour, like listening to podcasts and stuff, just like doing back and forth, and I was like. What if it's just stuck to my leg? And I was like, and then I was worried that it was on me. Right. It's, yeah. No, I, it's gone. I would love got, for you to gotta, find it. Like set a Roomba in there and listen for the little when it gets sucks up something uh, metal inside it. Yeah. Or... Next time, next time there's time, I'll I'll come by your studio and I'll I'll look for it. And that's all I'll do for all day. I there's something I really like about like you said the very 
mindless, methodical, you can kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. I did that this weekend um, during the Uno Infinite stream. Uh, Trevor was on a couple times, but also like just being there to watch and support and whatever, help out where, where needed. Mm-hmm. I was helping taking the cards and shuffling them and also re uh, configuring the decks because we wanted to make you guys like actual Uno decks that had the proper cards in it and mm-hmm. proper colors and everything like that. I spent, I think, three or four hours there taking the cards you guys were done with, redivvying up all the different colors, reassembling all the decks, shuffling all the decks and everything like that and putting them... I, it was so nice, though. Because <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. mindless. Yeah. Mindless, yeah. just hanging out. Me and Kayla and Cameron were doing it for a little bit and just chatting and yeah, just taking numbers and doing all this uh, thing. And That stream is an insane uh, You guys absolutely crushed it. I legitimately had a dream Friday night because you all started the, the uh, Uno Infinite stream on Friday. On Friday yeah. I had a dream Friday night that it was that time to do this podcast on Monday <laughs> and this Uno stream was still going Dude. and that I was forced to go play Uno <laughs> and, and do the podcast. I, you should have just taken over and like, done the podcast while playing Uno. I think you, got, you guys could have gone. And I thought you were going to go into Monday. I thought there was yeah. no way this game would end. I, yeah, like, I, like I, they I, would have to manufacture an ending. Right. I was like, <laughs> this seems impossible to get through this. Yeah. What time did it end? And it was like it was in like the middle of the 4 night. 4 30, yeah. 4 or 4.30 on Sunday morning. I mean, to be fair, if it's going to end, it's probably going to be like 4 a.m. when no one's around, I guess. Yeah. Well, no one in this country. <laughs> but people were still watching. There was a, I think people just had it up the whole time. I actually saw someone tweet um, a photo of their screen. They had it up for so long that they got screen burn. Of the little over, of the overlay where like it had like a yellow overlay and it was like subscribe to f- first for this to add cards. Well, like Chiron got burned. In the thing yeah. that was in there the whole time because it was up on screen for like thirty seven and a half hours. I think you guys went. And we had some insanely generous dumps of gifted subs yeah. and all that stuff, <clears throat> and some just like really bizarre things that happened. I guess that when you do play Uno for so long and everyone's doing the same thing and like certain cards aren't being held like we had one of the punishment cards was draw until you get a wild card oh my god but the deck we were playing from was shuffled from the ones we'd been putting down and no one had been putting down the wild cards. oh no so like, and then like halfway through i don't even remember who was drawing it I, I wasn't even on at this point i was just watching i was just like oh oh this is the stuff we've been putting down and we've not been playing this card so that someone ended up with like an obscene amount of cards back <laughs> yeah and at one I'd... point i rolled a handful of of dice and on like a couple of d20s i rolled like 20 and 19 and i was like i was just getting more it was like everything worked for the best in keeping that game going as long yeah as possible. it was honestly like very nice to just have on in the background during the day like yeah, i had it I, on almost the whole time when, when i was wasn't on i was just at home like editing and just, just had it on behind me and yeah. stuff i i i thought it would go on for yeah I, again like you gus i thought like mm-hmm. someone would have to come in and be like stop like this. osha was gonna shut it down right yeah. like, some, like some you know jordan comes in stop this we got we can't do this anymore it's running it like because i mean cause... jordan did come in but he came in with fireball oh. and, and food <laughs> earlier oh that's very good um no i just mean like it was gonna be like we have to stop the madness like we've got to make other stuff this is going into like wednesday of this week like because again like you know it could have just kept going i mean it yeah. could have just kept going um it is weird having to plan for something to go a really long time but not knowing whether it'll go like more than an hour. Like we, it could have ended an hour in. It could like, we had yeah. no idea how long it would go. Yeah, uh, the community really showed up for it. It was great <laughs> yeah. to see the support. Also, like I'm really excited now that there's like a whole bunch of people who have first membership for the first time. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe people who could watch this podcast, or I guess you could always watch this live. Uh, 
now ever since quarantine started we, we broadcast this live but you watch the post show but the post show and survive block island season two which yeah. starts on this friday, friday. Mm-hmm. how long 16th. does the gifted i think it was a month is it I think one it's a month, month. Yeah. oh yeah so yeah watch watch sbi hell yeah oh yeah that that's that that's your gift's worth right there that's worth the price of admission. And the uh, the weird place, so you know, we talked about Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf before. That's a first exclusive show. Yeah, if you want to watch uh, day five, us walk around at three a.m. every every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we had to film at. I love that show. That was a great show. It was weird. <laughs> and a place. And a place yeah. Some would say. W- what do you call it? Hmm. But yeah, shout out to the new first members. Yeah, it's uh, it it was quite a, quite a feat. Uh, uh, the the Uno stream, just like what what a feat, what a, what an and accomplishment. Some, some of y'all stayed for, I think what was Fredo stayed for like twelve hours. Fredo did like yeah, like full twelve hours back to back. I, think I don't Jeremy think I did. did like nine hours at one point. Yeah, Jeremy had some really long ones too. Yeah, I did a few shorter ones. I was just gonna keep coming back in smaller chunks. Yeah. At one point, I I decided that every thousand subs, I would throw a moon ball at the ceiling. Saw that, <laughs> and there were some of them were going through. One of them I threw, I guess, with the perfect amount of force that it went through, but lodged in that hole, which caused the entire ceiling tile to come up and then crash down onto the <laughs> table. And then, uh, it like it, someone smashed it on their head and it knocked all of the <laughs> the. Wi- I think is it Joe? Maybe might have been Armando smashed it on his head. Oh, maybe Armando. Yeah. And uh, the wind from that caused all of the cards on the wall behind to like start doing this and they were falling out. It was just like from one ball came so much chaos. I also, I was there when you threw a moon ball. I don't know how you did this either. Directly through an already existing hole you had made before with a moon ball (laughs) and it went into the ceiling and never came back out. I was like, how well, you if he hit it once before, chances are he hit it again. <laughs> but it's so, it's so like I can't. People don't. I don't think realize how high the ceiling is in that <laughs> it's building. It's really high. And to like just whip a ball up and hit the exact same small little like ball hole sized thing up there, <laughs> it was imp- very impressive. You're n- nothing if not consistent. Consistently yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, with the broadcast crew there, yeah, uh, the whole time. Thank you. I think Brian. I think you were there when uh, when the whole thing ended. Yep. Oh yeah, that that's uh, yeah, that's crazy. A lot of people behind the camera also uh, making sure that it's a it's a uh, it's going out to the internet. A lot of work goes into it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, the I, I watched I watched the end of it the way it ended, and it was like either it was gonna end like in like tears and people falling to their knees, or mm-hmm. it really was just gonna be like that's it. <laughs> we did it. That's it, guys. And it was that. that. Was, and it was that. It was just yeah. like I almost can't believe it. Well, and, and, and then yeah, and then just like, are you? And then Joe being like, are "You fucking with me? Don't like, is this? <laughs> is is that? Over? Was that really it? <laughs> oh God! He's just like screaming. Apparently, that moment too. Um, you'll see in the clip. I think it's all over social media of like the final round. Uh, BK had a card where you choose the color of what to go next, and no one knew what Alfredo had. He had one more card left, and she happened to change it to green, which is what he had. But I if, can't imagine how he felt and what was going through his head. I know. But if he had any other card, it would have kept going back. And who knows? Could have been more donations and more cards drawn. More cards drawn. But yeah, there's you see in the video, too, of like when when the green gets played, you you see a change. You see his face just like. Like there's there's a visible, there's <laughs> yeah. like a visible change in his face because he knows like. Ah, uh, like, <laughs> like I did it. I did, I did think, it. I think currently we're trying to figure out how to put it up. To watch because like in chunks or I like think, best of kind yeah because i think youtube changed the length of the maximum length of videos to 12 hours oh cowards yeah i guess you could put it up in three 
Yeah, or maybe just cut some. Or just do a best, best of. of. But that's a lot of footage to yeah, go through. Maximum <laughs> file size is 256 gigabytes or 12 hours, whichever is less. I put up a 19-hour video once. So is they definitely up? changed it. Yeah. Okay. It's I on the sec my second channel. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the you falling into the, a pool? No, that's only an hour long. I, oh. It was like a five-second real-time clip of some Pyrex exploding, and I just called it the longest five seconds on YouTube. That's night stretched to 19 and a half hours. Geez, what a great It's going title. to be a 20-hour video of him looking for that screw later. Um, <laughs> Me looking for <laughs> yeah, that screw. Just, I've committed. With, with magnets all over Actually, very smart. The, the magnets, that's the way to... I'll get one of those powerful, like, little horseshoe magnets. I have like a cartoon. Yeah. I have neodymium magnets that I was doing this with, and I got nothing. Oh, but I, 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 don't know where it is. Me. There's, there's something I've had. I've, I've definitely lost, like, little tiny... It's always screws. But I've definitely lost, like, little tiny... Like components or screws or little bits or something like that, and to that do just like, think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 just like it literally could be anywhere. But then when you find them, it is like heroin. It is just like, <laughs> oh my god, there it is. Yeah. Oh here. Oh my good. I said like, uh, and like oh, <laughs> just like perfect. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. Just like of all the, you know. You know, of all the tiny, of all the microns in all the world, <laughs> my fingers found these. It lined, it lined up. It lined just up. Right. Just Maybe right. the post show should be you trying to find the screw. Yeah, I'll, I'll live stream it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, you're looking for it? Like you talk about all the possible, all the microns, all the, mm -hmm. all the atoms in the universe, you find the right ones. What if unknowingly it's the one time where like the electron cloud in your fingers passes through the electron cloud of the screw? And no contact is made. And it just, <laughs> and just like everything line lines up perfectly. up perfectly, and your hand goes right through the screw, and you never <laughs> even know. <laughs> like this infinitesimally small possibility but you happens, feel it. and you don't know. I uh, I assume you did this, but I'm gonna ask just in case. You did put your head directly on the floor and look like. Oh, I've tried to. I, okay. I put a light down and I tried to backlight it oh. at ground level. I was trying all sorts of stuff. Okay. Trying to okay. see a, a shadow pass <laughs> yeah. across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> all it did was pick up all the other shit I've dropped on the floor. I was going to say exactly. that floor is probably covered in like random little bits and yeah. dirt and stuff like that. Just it's, not, it's, a studio. it's not too bad, but there are just like tons of small things. And obviously, I can't clean them without cleaning the screw and losing it. Yep. I could also just buy a new screw, I guess. This would probably be the easiest solution. And but that like, was my screw. But but no but knowing like specialized things for like expensive equipment, it's like, oh uh, yeah, this uh, this tiny screw, uh forty eight dollars. It's like yeah. I mean, yeah. forty eight bucks to replace that tiny mm -hmm. ass screw. Just pay me forty eight dollars. <laughs> forty seven. Gotta give him a deal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's cheaper than buying the screw. Forty seven fifty. It's it's more sustainable. You're uh you're not having to go you're not firing up the uh, an industrial factory to make yeah. a screw. Yeah. There you go. I'm You're not moving anything. Repurposing the screw. There That's is. what I call myself when I wake up in the morning. Firing up the industrial factory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the quickest way to find that screw would be for me to buy a replacement because right. that's when I'll find it. Right. Is after I've done that. Right, exactly. Order, click, uh, and you see like <laughs> move and step and immediately feel it under <laughs> your foot. Like, fuck! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, once you can no longer get your refund. Once yeah. it once it is shipped, that's that's exactly when. How do they even ship a screw like that? In a giant <laughs> box. It, it, they, here's how they ship a tiny screw like that: in a little plastic baggie, like this big, like a little, like inside a little bigger tiny. plastic bag, <laughs> in inside, a massive box, in a massive box with air bubble wrap, yeah. like all around it. Yep, probably. Yeah. What is the smallest thing you can buy online? That might be it. Oh, 
This is a good. This is a good line of questioning. Should we what? all order something online, and we'll try and order the smallest one, and we'll open them next week? I like how like half an hour ago we we're talking about how wasteful all this like unnecessarily <laughs> unnecessary mail is. <laughs> so we're all gonna get shipped something that's gonna come in a box this big. And we don't and we don't need it. And I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> but let's do it. No, that's fun actually. What's the smallest thing you can buy online? It's. Prob- I'm sure I could buy someone's breath. Does that count? Just yeah, but that have to come in a jar. Yeah, but the thing you're actually buying is nah. The jar is what you were gonna measure. It has to be so. Well, wait, if wait. if you bought a screw, will we right. measure the bag it came in? Excellent counterpoint, Barbara. It ha- I, okay. Here's here's a stipulation. I guess here's the like, we'll put some uh, it's a method of transportation. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put some uh, stipulations on it. I think whatever you order has to be manufactured. It has to be or a, at least physical. It has to be a physical thing that was <laughs> made. Home. Like it, it, has, it to, has to be a solid. A How solid. About that? A solid. Yes. I'm I'm sure you could buy like a little transistor or something from a circuit board that's tiny, a little something. I actually just had to buy a little whole bunch of like. I'm rebuilding my hi-fi, my Marantz hi-fi system. And I had to order like a whole bunch of like, because you can't, because it makes no economical sense to buy a package of four screws for $8 when you can get like a big thing of like multi-size screws for 12. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, just give me the big thing with all the 12. But man, that little package has some tiny ass screws in it. (laughs) I'll just give you some of mine. Oh yeah. Unbelievably small screws in there. Like (laughs) like smaller than sunglass screws. It's like crazy. I Googled tiniest thing you could buy. And it, uh, there was an article that came up, like the smallest, tiny things you could buy on Amazon. And it's all just like miniatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this little rocking chair. <laughs> it's Aww. a tiny little rocking chair. Now I want to buy it and put my phone on it. <laughs> no, I think he's thinking the same thing I am. It's what? an old joke I made on the podcast 12 years ago. What? <laughs> I could put my dick on that and it would look massive. <laughs> That's what you were thinking, wasn't it? Yeah, because Esther used to love those miniatures. Oh <laughs> my god. You just laid your dick down and How the hell would you put your dick on this, though? Where would you put, like. All over. Oh. <laughs> it's huge. I'd be, like, stuffing it between the arms. <laughs> god, I don't like that you showed that. I just looked at you. To see if you would remember that show. What a fucking callback. I love it. That, that was, like. That was like 12 years ago or something? Well, now everything I look in this list, I'm imagining you putting your dick on it. Just like a little af- get a little blanket, a little afghan, set it over your d- <laughs> dick on the rocking chair. A pair of slippers at the bottom. A little, a little, little pair of spectacles. <laughs> oh my god. A little glass of tea. Is there anyone in chat who remembers what podcast oh. that would, was from? I'm sure someone, if it's not live in chat, someone remembering, I'm sure someone in the comments of this when it's uploaded yeah, will someone, remember. Someone somewhere that was there's probably a, There's a subreddit it. called like Tip of My Rooster yeah. that probably will be able uh, to okay. find it. Oy. God, that was that was forever ago. It's really funny. Uh, wow. Um, Man. I, uh, <laughs> in, in totally other news, I, I sent this to Barbara and Andrew both earlier. You know, I've been I've been rewatching The Simpsons. I've talked about this multiple times. Um, like every day, I'm watching a little more, a little more, and I, I'm watching it with the captions on. Uh, and I've I encountered a weird thing in the captions again today. Watching an episode of The Simpsons. It's uh, season ten, episode four, Bart the Mother. Uh, it's the episode where Bart finds uh, oh he shoots a bird and kills it, and yep, then he, he sees in the nest that there are some eggs so he takes the two eggs and hatches them and they turn out to be reptiles and uh at one point late in the episode the like the the bird 
there's a bird watching group and they're trying to kill the reptiles and Bart's trying to get away and Marge is stalling them. And uh, Edna Krabappel says, oh, for crying out loud, just knock her ass down and shoves Marge. But in the captions, they didn't write ass. They wrote A asterisk asterisk. So it's like the characters say ass, but in the subtitles, it's censored. That happens a lot with like the F word where they'll... Oh, I guess that's when it's bleeped, though. They'll also, like, yeah. bleep the subtitle. Right. They you said bleep the subtitle if it was never bleeped right. in the show. That's, it's, like, a different experience for deaf right. people. It's... It, 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 I don't know why they did that. Like, they, I'd never seen any other subtitle in that show. Like, Is it because they can't change the audio of the episode itself, but they have control over the subtitling? So it's like, well... We're gonna are they saying that it's more offensive to read than to hear? But also, Maybe? it's like it still has the same rating. Like, right. It's like that is very strange. Although I guess I, I should try watching a show that has like fucking shit in it and see if those <laughs> subtitles are also. <laughs> no, it'll be there. Like, like normally, typed out? yeah, normally I watch. I'm old now. I watch all my content with subtitles. It will, it will always be there. It was just so fucking weird that I was like, this, like, it, it happened, and I had to hit rewind. I was like, wait a minute, wait, am I imagining that, or did I see it? So I saw it, then I, like, I took a screenshot of it, like, just to, yeah. to share with everyone, just be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why, is it because some places will play a show, like, in a public place with subtitles on, like, in a bar, so you wouldn't necessarily hear it, so they also don't want you to read it? I don't know, but if you had a bar, you'd you'd be offended by the word looking up at a TV and seeing the word ass. I don't agree with it. For it, worst thing worst things are written in the bathroom. Come on, yeah, yeah. Okay, apparently, uh, the podcast where that happened is is before podcast thirty. Really, was that long? Because that's when I left for one hundred and fifty podcasts and came back. I thought it was. I thought we were down at Rafael Blanado when that happened. Was it in the Congress office? I think it might have been. Fuck. Wow. If it was 12 years ago. Wow. That, yeah. That would have been uh, before you and I even worked here. Yeah. That was when I was Visiting. merely a visitor. Yeah. That's nuts. What podcast a, number is this? 720? <laughs> no, no. 718. 718. Okay. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> so, 700 podcasts ago is when this joke was... Uh... <laughs> we made a joke 700 episodes ago Jesus and both Christ. instantly remembered it at the same moment. My God. Wow. Well, I'm impressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I watched a, a movie. I, I, I get... I feel like we've been... I've been home for so long. I've watched everything. Like mm -hmm. any movie, any TV show that I'm even remotely interested in. At this point, I watched it, and I was flipping through Amazon Prime the other day, probably trying to get away from Rings of Power as fast as I could. And uh, Wait, what? Ooh. You don't want to watch it? I do not like that show. Um, Have you watched any of it? I've watched the first two episodes. Okay. It's, it's not good? It's boring. It's just like... I, I The third episode came out, I haven't watched it yet. The first two episodes were just boring as fuck. Um, <laughs> I disagree. Um, but I, I, saw, I found this uh, Korean movie I'd never heard of before called Zombie for Sale. Uh, and it's a zombie romantic comedy where a rom-com zom where zomcom if like I guess the movie starts out by like there's one zombie and if he he bites an old man but nice. the old man doesn't instantly turn into a zombie he like becomes useful 
like his hair instead of being great like turns dark and it, like it grows back in he's like very like full of energy and and like energetic yeah uh energy energy anyway uh so like all these old men like line up to get bit by the zombie so that they can be young again uh-huh but it turns out it's just like an incubation period of course and then they all turn into uh, zombies of course um uh, but like the and this was better than lord of the rings no it's way better it was actually it was actually <laughs> fun it had, it had some it had some problems with the with the story some some plot problems but uh like i guess it's like a, a male zombie and like the main characters uh there's like a female lead who's about the same age as him who like really likes him and gives him a name and like wants to keep him around and like falls in love with him what <laughs> yeah it's it's really it's a movie yeah okay uh it's really weird and then like everything breaks down and you know she's trying to save this one zombie all right, well, don't spoil amongst it. all the what? zombie hordes <laughs> and it's 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 not like the best it's not like a great movie or anything but it was really entertaining i was like oh i've never seen so, a movie with like this this take on it before do you purposely when you're looking for something to watch like do you purposely look for something you know nothing about like you just read a description or are you like something catches your eye and you're like let's check that out why not well, uh, Especially if you've never heard of it. Well, this one I was like, yeah, I never was like, oh, zombie for sale. What's that? And I was like, oh, it's a Korean movie. Like, that, I was like, that's weird. I've never heard of it. And then I just like I read the little description, and I was like, oh, why not? I was got it subtitled. Yeah, okay. it's like it, it's only like an hour and forty minutes or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? I'll give that a try. Very nice. Mm. It was good. I uh, someone recently turned me on to uh, a show that only got one season, and it's a real shame because it's fucking great. Called The Grinder. Starring Rob Lowe, uh, Ben Savage, um, and uh, the premise is... That... It's not Grindr with the just DR, is it? Like the app? No, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. It's... So, I had... there's only one season of it. Oh, it... I forgot about this show. Of course, everyone did. There's only one season of it. But it is... It is so fun. Like, I, I enjoyed it so much. It was so enjoyable. It It's about... So, Rob Lowe plays... Uh, this famous TV character lawyer called the Grinder, and he quits Hollywood to go home and work for work for his brother Fred Savage's law firm, which is an actual law firm. What's so Fred Savage's nickname? <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just like it, it's just like uh, he's not like the mincer. No, he's just it's like a small time. He's just Fred Savage is just like a small time like small town lawyer okay and his big shot older brother rob lowe who's like, who, who plays an actor who already sorry who, who is an actor playing a lawyer comes home to uh actually try to practice law a delightful time like feels very like comedy comedy oh big time comedy feels very like like it would have gone perfectly in the like parks and rec mm -hmm. uh, 30 rock like block of nbc programming i really enjoyed it i'm really sad there was only one season of it because yeah it's a it's a good it's a good time at the movies how long ago was it that it was like it was like 2012 or something oh wow so it's been a it's good been a long time. time yeah yeah because it was only one season 2015 like, oh 2015 yeah this is only one season it kind of came and went but yeah that was something that somebody uh turned me on to recently and yeah. i was like what yeah you the, said the name was like this sounds familiar i looked it up like and as soon as i saw like the promo it was like oh right yeah. they promoted the hell out of this show. Yeah, yeah. it was a delight i'm saying i'm sad that it didn't uh didn't catch on i'm i'm lately i'm a big fan of 30 minute like sitcom 30 minute tv shows like an experience you can have like in 22 minutes or something that's not like really protracted and drawn out did you finish uh, only murders in the building season two yes i finished okay. uh, only murders that's uh, another good example of a nice 30 minute episode show it's great uh i thought season one was stronger than two. not that season two was bad i just thought season one was stronger uh but yeah absolutely great show totally yeah. easy watch very easy watch yeah 
Yeah. I love those. Awesome. Love a, yeah, a little like, ah, oh, nice little dish. Mm-hmm. Just a nice, you know. And uh, another 30 minute show, I know I've, I talked about it the other week. I'm still watching Reservation Dogs. Like they're in high, like oh, partway true. through season two. I'm going to write that down. Great show. You mentioned that the other week and I, I meant to go check it out. Again, it's just like, it's just a 30 minute show. It's a super easy watch. Uh, and I think it's really interesting. I, I feel like you don't see a lot of stories told from that perspective and mm. about uh, that group of people. I think it's uh, absolutely worth a watch. We just started watching for the first time what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. So good. Um also, like New York City, you just could really hear Taika Waititi and like all the writing. It's great. And yeah, he's a executive producer on uh, Reservation Dogs. Wow, uh, what we do in Shadows is already in season four. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just finished, uh, just finished the fourth season. It's great. Damn, look at you. There was a couple of there, were, there, there are a couple of uh, episodes in the season that are just like. It's always nice when a show gets to a fourth season. When uh, if a show gets a fourth season nowadays, it's always nice to get to the fourth season and have like episodes that are like, oh wow, they really like, they really did something with this format. You know what I mean? Like when I, like they can still when a show really still innovates and does something like really cool. Just like even when there's like one episode that's a bottle episode, so it all takes place in like in like in the mansion, like in the living room, essentially. Yeah, makes and it very simple. Very very simple, but it's such a cool concept with the with, with the game they're playing and what it's they're such, doing it's, it's really such really so strongly written that yeah. yeah you don't really need much it looks like season four just wrapped up last week yes. okay yeah uh, okay I've, 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 I've been meaning if you keep talking about it and a lot of people keep talking about it and i've been i told myself i'm gonna wait until this season's done now i can just binge the whole thing and Honestly, not like, like catch up get a get a it, the first episode took me a second to like get into and it's like once it was like two three episodes in they're short though too mm-hmm. um you really start grooving with it oh yeah but Cobra um, Kai season five just came out. I need to watch that first, and then I, I'll get to what we do in Shadows. I'm also I know a couple people have asked me for updates on it, but I'm well into I'm almost done the third book of a Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, so good, it is so good. <laughs> I would highly recommend it to anybody into that kind of uh, writing and novels and stuff like that. I'll just wait for it to be made into a TV show. I think it is going to be made into a TV show, although I'm in a weird way not looking forward to that because something I really like about books like this is being able to picture all the characters and and um like cities and everything like that a certain way in your head and i feel like seeing someone else visualize that and like casting and everything like that is going to be so wrong i could already i could already tell it's going to be so off uh versus like how i picture it in my head you didn't have that with like game of thrones did you just not read the book i never read game of thrones yeah although i imagine that happened to a lot of people look i looked at i felt like i started reading that well, I did. I definitely started reading that after the show, after I'd seen the show. So, oh, so it was already nice. set. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not watched uh, Rings of Power or Game of Thrones, but I definitely have mixed up their marketing materials. I'm scrolling social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Two new fantasy shows. Yeah, that high are fantasy shows. Like um, prequels to other things. Yeah. 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 It's like, wait, is that blonde wig? Is that an elf? Nope. Nope. That's a it's Targaryen. A Targaryen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did written, like House of Dragon. Rings of Power, they spent like a billion dollars on. Yeah. I think so. Oh, did you not know this? No. Yeah, they. This is like eighty-nine million dollars an episode. <laughs> an episode. An episode. That's an insane amount of. Where do they? Where does that come from? It like, comes from us buying it comes everything. From, it comes from <laughs> looking for the smallest thing you can buy online <laughs> yeah. and ordering it. No. Wow. Oh, Amazon. We yeah, should all right. be executive producers on that show. No, seriously. All of us. They, 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 they there was quoted as like, if Rings of Amazon. Power isn't a hit. Amazon Originals will go away. Like the yeah. show has to be successful, or they like will kill streaming. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's not, man. 
Sure sounds like an eggs one basket situation. Probably shouldn't do what something. What could go wrong? How many what episodes the... are there going to be? Eight? Ten? Oh, is it eight? I think it's eight. Oh, but so even not if, a billion. I mean, cl- it's well, no, it's, close it's, to it's, it. It's, se- it's 700. It's, it's production. O- production only. Not marketing and Not et marketing ah, and et cetera. Production only another costs. Another few hundred million, I'm sure. Yeah. Production only costs $750 million. And then, like, I think... Uh, yeah, uh, marketing and everything God else damn. pushed it over that billy. Yeah, so now we all got together and paid for this to be made. Now the thing we use to pay for it is the thing showing us that it's been made every time we open the app. Yeah, it's exactly. Very, it's very clever. Yeah, right. exactly. It's a, yeah. a real nice loop they've got. <laughs> eight episodes. Yeah, eight episodes. $89 million wow. a piece. Wow. I'll watch it. I'll give it a go. Trevor has been liking it. He He's a huge Lord of the Rings fan, though. So he like he knows all about the lore and, and backstory and characters and stuff like that whereas i'm just like who's that the lore of the rings the so uh, he knows the lore of the rings yeah i'm just like who's that what are they what are they evil what <laughs> it's an, it, i love high fantasy stuff though so i'm enjoying it i just need to uh, i haven't watched the lord of the rings trilogy in how many years since it's actually come out the last 15, 20? return of the king came out in 03 yeah. yeah yeah so i haven't really seen since the movie Bruce since Bruce died yeah <laughs> it's been a minute yeah. all right well, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you're a new first member, don't forget to check out the post show. Uh, that gets posted when this goes live, Tuesdays afternoon. On Tuesday. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye. 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 Got to go look for a screw.